Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come today to appreciate you through your words. Lord, we have come to say that we love you. That despite all the ups and downs of this life, we are as one family saying that we love you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for the gifts of your words. Lord, we believe that whatever that we would say or share today, being your word, will honor and glorify and edify your name in the name of Jesus. Lord, again, we say thank you. I say thank you. We say thank you. I say thank you for this day. Take all the honor and glory for in Jesus' name I have prayed. My topic which is marriage is honorable despite end-time perversion, is taken from Hebrew chapter 13, verse 4. I would like us to all go to Hebrew 13. Let me pick my landing from this very passage, which says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels on our way. Remember the topic say marriage is honorable despite end time perfection. So this passage in effect is telling us that marriage is equal for accommodation. Then our team, which is Hebrew 13, 4 says, Marriage is honorable in all and bed on the fire. But whoremongers and idolaters will God will judge. That's our theme for this very sharing of the word. Then what is marriage? From my research, I would say that marriage is an institution ordained by God. It's still in our lesson for today. But I will want us to see it from Genesis 1 verse 18 to 21. And the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. He took his sleep and made a woman. So two of them lived together as husband and wife. That's marriage as an institution. Then the next one again, still in our lesson, Hebrew 13, 4. 
marriage is a command. I want us to read from 1 Corinthians 7 verse 10. And unto the married I command, yet not I by the Lord, let the wife depart from her, let the wife depart from her husband. It's supposed to be I command. Yet not I, but the Lord, let the wife depart from her husband. So this very passage, marriage is a command, is telling us that it is a command. There is no separation. There is no need thinking of that if you have gone into it. It's a command, and it remains a command. Then, the next one, still in our passage, marriage is honorable and ordained by God. I want us to look at it from John 2, verse 5 to 8. He made his first miracle by turning water into one, giving his blessing to marriage, giving approval that marriage is good and honorable, and that marriage goes with joy and sweet things. Marriage is honorable. So the honorability of marriage is what everybody should aspire to. If you have the right packaging, what do I mean by that? We'll get to that as we run down. Honorability in marriage is what you honor that you respect. And it's what you respect that you honor. So that's about marriage. Then for end time perversion as it affects marriage. We can pick it from Second Timothy 3 verse 1 to 6. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of themselves, boasters, blasphemers, without natural affection. We have it now. When we are talking about gay marriages, high-handedness, loving pleasure more than God, incest, homosexuality, they are all part of end-time perversion. Why should we think of incest? Why should we think of homosexuality if not as a result of end-time perversion? Then, according to Westpar Dictionary, end-time perfection is, is a type of human behavior that deviates from God's principle or that which is understood to be unorthodox and or abnormal. Unorthodox, that is, is outside the doctrine. It's outside the wish of God. That's perfection. It's abnormal. It's unheard of. We can equally say that it's a taboo, but it's the intent now. Then, the next definition has it that it's most often used to describe sexual behavior that is considered particularly abnormal, repulsive, or unusual. That's where we have incest. We have masturbation. They are all part of the end-time perversion. And to you, what is end-time perversion? Is that abnormal thing that we have all adopted in our marriages, in, even in the church, we are an institution. What is an institution? Made up, something that is made up of different departments. We have the priesthood department. We have the choir department. We have our mother's union, the youth wing, the ICT. We are like a marriage institution on put, but marrying with the church. What are the end path perversion to you in this very area? You are in the choir, you are in the church, you are among those that count the money, but you, at the end you will not render good account. I was in the church, 
where the head of the group that collect money built his house at Independence Lodge from the church offering. It will be counted and given to him to pay into the bank. He will pay half and till one day. One day. It's just one day. The whole truth will be exposed. He was exposed and asked to recover millions. So these are all end time perversion. We have it in the church. But I don't believe that I belong to the group where such a thing will be heard or even done. It's about end time perversion. Then, marriage. Now, in general, from my own definition, I said that marriage is value-oriented. Value-oriented institution. What are these values? Something that makes your family unique is your value. Something that you cannot be associated with, that is not of God, is your value. In your place of work, in that your business environment, I still maintain in the church, I will always tell people that if I want to belong, I will belong wholeheartedly. If I don't want, you will know. So if you are a part of the church, it's not about belonging to this group or that group. What is it that you are adding to it? That's the value. That's what you will be remembered for. Then, I equally have it that marriage is a miraculous unit. Miraculous unit. Think of how, where, and when you met your spouse. Is it in a beer parlor? Is it in a fellowship? Is it at a, in a club? Is it in the church? Where is that place that you people met? It has an impact in the marriage. If you met in the club, even in marriage you will continue to club. If you met in the church sharing the word of God, in the church, you will now start domesticating marriage because that's what you were known for. And what is marriage to me? Marriage to me is that institution where not only values, ethics, and miracle is domesticated. Marriage is that thing that happened to me 33 years ago. When I met my brother and husband and friend, my teacher and my mentor, it was at Queen's College in Ubu, who were there trying to solve some past wire question. I am my younger sister and, and another friend. It was like this question is not in our syllabus, very difficult and strange. And lo and behold, my husband came like an angel. He was in the other side, maybe listening to us. He then had to walk across and we were still struggling. He came and said, can I help you? We were like, where is this person from? But in his, in his humility, he insisted and we said, look at this problem. We are having challenges. He helped us to solve it and that was how my marriage started. So along the line, after that day, we equally saw some other place. But it was on the road. I'm not the club type. As far as I was concerned, I wanted to be a reverend sister. It's just going to church and doing the sister, sister. So when he came into my life, he talked me out of it. 
Don't clap at that one. But we thank God. So when it happened, it was like a battle. He's from the Anglican background. I'm from the Catholic background. With reverend fathers and sisters all around me. He will come and he will be embarrassed. At a time, he caught my attention by his humility. He will come. Even my younger ones will be jesting at him. Mama stone is so another story. But he insisted. So at the time, it's okay. I'm not, I want to be a Catholic. Is it not what people want? My mother was like, But along the line, he said, I will go and work her in the Catholic church. I told him, how can you? What would your people say? He said, I should forget about that one. Before we knew it, we were in the Catholic church. And before the traditional world. Then after then, he came out with his own joker. Now you are wedding you in the Anglican. So as I'm talking to you, I have two marriage certificates. <laughs> so that's the aspect of marriage being a miraculous unit. But I thank God it was this way. It wasn't that way. Because ever since then, he's mentoring me too. I wouldn't have made it too. At least I can now read the Bible, try to interpret it. It used to be our Sunday bulletin. You may even throw it away before you get home and so on. But now we, we pray three or four times a day. At times I will say, God, I drop one death and dumb. But it's like part of us. Praise the Lord. So we are still talking about marriage. It's equally called a wedlock or a matrimony. It's a bond between two people of the opposite sex. It's equally a commitment to a relationship which can be less risky or self or involves self-sacrifice. Depends on how you look at it or how you make it. It's less risky when you are open. The Bible said that two of you will be open and not be ashamed. It's less risky. It's equally a commitment when you, when you involve sacrifice to it. Marriage is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. If we are not ready for the young ones here who are yet to venture into it, let it be your watchwork. It's a sacrifice that you will make. You will let go a lot of things and vice versa. It is a double barrel eh? gone. That if you don't hold it well, it can shoot from the other angle. That's on the negative. And it can equally do it on the positive. That's marriage. Then, as an institution now, like I earlier told you that it's an institution. I use the church. Then let's think of our families as an institution. The father is a department. We, the mothers, we are a department. Children, you are your own department. Then are maybe those under our care and support. They are also a department. In the father's department, He's the custodian of wisdom. Wisdom. Although it is being queried now that women will have a special brain called the frontal load that men, I don't know, but I've been hearing it quite a number of times, that like if a man, a husband and wife is confronted with a challenge or something, you see the woman giving a sharper reply than the man. So, and there's this project I'm handling. They say that 
they are something. Actually, women were very special people. I'm not saying it because I'm a woman. There are things that we are endowed with that men, you know, he made us spirit because he saw they are a little weak. So he gave them a higher being. So I believe that we are higher beings. I'm not trying to underrun the men. No, you are still the head. But we are the people trying to yeah, push you around on the positive. Then we have the mother's department. In the mother's department, there's this understanding. Our understanding is like two-way. We, we shoot to the daddies and to our children. So our understanding is super. You package the family the way you want. Like in, in the children, there are different characters. That is the mother that will always moderate or present it the other way. If I want you to be beaten, I say, well, I present it to, the, to daddy, and that day you will have it hurt. If I want love to be shared, that's, that's, we are the custodians of the understanding of the family. Then we have knowledge. I've equally told you about our frontal load that makes us react sharper than men. At times, when I've already given the reply, then when we have the children, the children is in all things, obey your parents. Hmm? If you want to live long, obey your parents. Obey your parents. Obey your parents. They will always say, if it's in my university, there's a student that told his people that every handout is 5,000. And he was unlucky I was called so that they can send the money into my account. So times eight courses for that, 5,000 times eight, 40,000. This one is for handout. And I called him, said, do you buy it every semester? Is it not once? And there's no handout actually that, no even textbook that is more than 2,000. And it's not compulsory. Who is giving you that 5,000? So I told, I had to preach to him. There are other ways you can collect money from them. Not that way. We'll get to that one. One was talk, talking about telling lies in the family. It's part of what tears the home. Then the servants. What is your role in the family? Obedience. Obedience. The children is obedience and fear of God. It's like I omitted fear of God, but I explained it. Then the servant, be obedient to your master in all things. Because like I told you, it's the anointing you admire that you catch. Am I communicating? If you are obedient, even in the offices, you, will be, you always be appointed or called upon to do something. But if you're on the other side, but there are people that are naturally on that side. But with prayers, hmm, that thing that seems impossible becomes possible. Then we have types of marriages. What do we mean by types of marriages? We have arranged marriages. Arranged one, somebody in Dubai and the brother in Onicha is trying to get a helpmate that he doesn't know. It, at times it works, but at times it doesn't. In that type of marriage, you need serious prayer. Then we have the, the family marriage. What do I mean by family marriage? We are from the royal family. You must marry from the royal family. 
I'm not saying it's not good, but that may not be where your rib is. Hmm? Yeah, the royal family, in as much as you are from there, it still needs God's intervention to get you the right partner. Then, the polygamous family. This is not of God. It goes with rancor, bickering, quarrel. It even sends men to their grave faster. Polygamous. Because you have a lot to contend with. I can imagine my husband, if we are two, uh, extra anointing. Uh, because you will increase your own demand. It's, that's what he wants. So it's not the best of relationship. Then we have what we call the baby factory. Who are women? Marry. Women. Am I communicating? In Nsuka, there's a UNICEF project I did somewhere there in 2010. And we are There's a particular word they call it. Eh? Where a woman will marry a woman. Just for childbearing. It's either because he's not able to make it. No husband. Or along the line, there was this challenge of not being able to carry a baby. But this is what can lead to that. Then, monogamous marriage. That's the normal marriage approved by God, as can be seen in the story of Adam and Eve. Then, we have our economic marriage. You want to marry her because she's a doctor. A father of so many of them, they are not living together. There's a wedding I attended Easter Monday this year. Easter Monday. By June, they were in court. Achorosim, achorosim. That's what we call economic marriage. Details is not for this place. So you pray at each time. I'm not saying that marrying from a worthy uh, lady or the other. It's not only ladies. Even there are men that only cheap. Uh-huh. You want to marry only way cheap. How, how old are you? And for him to have gotten that jeep, he must be much, much older. He must have born number. And you want to enter there. When you enter there and see maybe how he got that jeep, there won't be any going back. That's economic marriage. Then we have the gay marriage. We all know what is gay. gay. And that's the order of the day for the end time people. As per perfection. It's not for us. We hear it, we will not see it. And we will not know it in Jesus' name. Then we have what we call eloption marriage. A lady running away with his lover, with or without permission of his people. Eloption marriage. Like if I had insisted, if not for God's intervention, maybe I would have had it because it was very hot. It wasn't an easy road to consummate the two marriages. Then we have methods of marriages. Mind you, my topic is marriage is honorable despite end-time perfection. Methods of marriages, we have holy marriage. What do I mean by holy marriage? That very marriage without sex. I'm charging the young ones here. Try God. Without sex, do it. You will even be saying, No, it's the word of God and it's very real. But if you just go and be doing what you like, that day you will come, will stand behind you, Aboro marriage. It's still marriage, but <laughs> there's somebody that knows the heart of all men, isn't it? 
So to play safe, avoid sex. Hmm? The young ones here, avoid it. My husband can testify. We, we courted for four years. Did I even visit his house till that very fateful wedding day at Holy Ghost? And it paid off. Am I communicating? Because if you have the right packaging, you do domesticate the right things. If you have the right packaging, you will be, I cannot buy in the corner, but it will not be our portion. Praise the Lord. Then we have what we call the church marriage. What do I mean by that? We all know what church marriage is about. That very one that we will share card and come and everybody will be looking at us, we will do. But is it based on godly principle? It's very, very important. Very, very important. If you hide it from man, God is there. Then we have traditional marriage. It's part of what we do. It's the first step, but now people are trying to make it the second. Whether it's the second or the third, it's a traditional ritual that you must do in order to get some blessing from the other area. But do it in the fear of the Lord. There are somebody I told you did not come to my daughter's wine car. He said, because I'm a Nubia. Yeah, but you know now, 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 now. That's not my Nubia. That's why he didn't come. That he will do this and that. So that's my value. That's our value. That he didn't come, didn't make the marriage to my value is not to do it. Even the woman now, they know it's our third child. The first, the second will give you what we drink. If you do somebody what you don't take, you are given poison. That's my own doctrine. I don't know about your own. You don't come to my house and expect me to give you beer. Sorry. I don't take it. So I won't give it to you. So we are talking about traditional. Do it your own way. It's traditional, but you will not force me to bring what doesn't enter my house. Then we have the civil or the court marriage, the registry. Though it's mostly honored in the Western world, but it's equally part of us, depending on. There are people that may need it for something urgently, like for visa or some other things or admission. That may be the easiest one for you to do. Then what are the family values? What do we say is or will be or are your family values? In my own case, we talk about transparency. Hmm? They will both be naked and not be ashamed. It's a family value. No matter how it is, we will talk about lies because lies, telling lies is the worst thing that is befalling all marriages. We have people we are counseling. It's about telling lies. Then you have, uh, in transparency, you, say, uh, you can read more from Genesis 2.25. Then there's creativity. Creativity in marriage. What do I mean by creativity? People will think it's painting or decorating the house. There are more to it. Somebody that knows how to manage anything you have. That's creativity. Am I communicating? Creativity, trying to make sense from nonsense. Trying to use your mega resources to create words. Am I communicating? That's creativity for a woman. I was telling somebody that he said he was complaining over something. I said, why not do it this way? 
Yeah, I never thought of it that way. There are so many. We are into training, so I will not start telling you about those ones. Creativity in the home. Making the best out of nothing. He was complaining about kerosene the other time. I told him, but charcoal is very cheap. He said, where is it being sold? This is somebody that depends on me, that I'm giving formula. So that's about people not wanting to use what they have or not knowing how to use their brain correctly. Get charcoal, do this and that. And at the end, you don't have gas and you won't be able to buy it at that time. There are things, it's about creativity. Even in the home, there are things you do to save cost. We'll talk about that one later. Then we'll talk about cleanliness. It's one of the things that is tearing the family down. A woman must be very clean. Very clean. From yourself to your environment. Because when you see a woman that is clean, you visualize how the home is. And when you see a woman that is not clean, it's very offensive. I know of somebody, a relation to my husband. He sued for divorce. Why? William divided dirty. Come and see the way he was saying it. I told him, no, I'm a woman. You don't say all those things behind me, before me. And he opened his mouth. So women, we have to do our homework. And as we are doing, as we are carrying those ungodly or offensive uh, behavior, our siblings, they are watching us. They are watching us. You wear your clothes, you leave it till somebody will tell me that he washes his clothes every Saturday. Say, uh, uh, well, there's no Ebola again. Why, well, if you have time, why every Saturday? You tell me, I don't That's another way we fail. He has Omoraka, but you need his love. Why not covet it? Watch for him, especially his Sundays. Try that one. I prefer doing it than giving it to a house girl to do. You are predisposing yourself to a lot of harm. Why should your house girl do that? Men, they don't have time or they forget a lot. Let it be part of it. For 33 years, I do it for my, my husband every day. Of course, I wash every day. This what I'm putting on by tomorrow morning, you see it at the hangar. There's none of my clothes that sleeps in the house more than one night. I don't use washing machine. He buys it, I'll give, I've given her two. I, do, I want that direct contact. I do it. So women, these are some of the places where you fail. Hmm? As you are doing it, carry your husband along. Carry him along, do it for him. You may think it doesn't matter, it makes sense. It brings you closer to him. Then the next one, we are talking about stealing. That's another very important one. Going to your husband's post to pick something. In marriage, it's not the doctrine. It's not orthodox. It's abnormal. Am I communicating? His post is his own. I know that two of you is one, not without his permission, for crying out loud. I don't believe in it. Without telling him. Tell him, if you really mean it and you are not ashamed, tell him I want to collect this money. Let it be that he said no. If not, don't ever. That's my watchword to my children. As they are leaving me, this is the value I'm sending you forth with. 
no matter how it is. It doesn't make sense. It makes you look petty. You are one, no man. I will now and will come. Eh? I will not take his money. He will even ask me pick my call and say, "Jaza call again." You will go and start reading his mail. What are you doing with it? You are just disturbing yourself. You should even have your own. And you want to swag. You should have your own now, isn't it? Why are you going to read his own? But what I'm trying to say, that you need a swag doesn't mean that you should do awful things. No. But just be yourself. Hmm? Have your own self-esteem. I don't go to his uh, uh, post to collect money. Don't go bothering yourself with what is in his phone, the mail. If you know you have done your spiritual homework, mm, no shaking. Praise the Lord. So these are the things that puts, I know men, if they are offended, you, he can tell you, honey, I'm sorry. If he say, I'm sorry, it will take time for him to go then don't create that opportunity. Eh? He will first of all do a critical analysis of whether you want to get something out of him or do you mean I'm sorry. But our own is, Asuragi, sorry, can you just shop right? If you are the shop right one. But for a man, try to evaluate that sorry. So don't give him room to do for that. Then deception. What do I mean by deception? There's a case. We handled, whereby the man will tell the wife that he's traveling, that he's going to Abuja and Kankanka. Meanwhile, he's somewhere in a, in a hotel with her girlfriend that flew in from somewhere. And it could be vice versa. It's deception. In marriage, it's not permitted. You try and avoid it. Let's be God focused family. Let your marriage be. I will always say, God, I want my marriage to be like that of Mary and Joseph the carpenter. We are in the midst of him. I wonder any man that will go and marry somebody that is already pregnant. I don't know. But it happened. And it's a history. And we are all keying into it. So these are what we should think of. And how did it happen? Because Akago or the Denia. Let there be the hands of God in everything you are doing. Then what makes marriage strong? What is it that makes a marriage strong? Say hard work. We know of the virtuous woman. We know of Dorcas. And a lot of them in the Bible. Hard work, hard work. And what is that hard work? I don't mean you should go and start uh, assisting the bricklayers. No. Hard work could come from your intuition. The works of your hand. How you manage your family is hard work. We are talking about cleanliness. We are talking about accommodating people. Because you don't know when you will accommodate angels. We are talking about provision. Be part of whatever is happening in your home. Be part of it. Then trust. Trust. Do you trust your husband? Do you trust your husband? I know mine trusts me. Is it the same with you? Because I, I know I've traveled to how many countries without him and he will always say, I know my wife. And I dare not make him to regret. That will be suicidal. Is it the same thing with you and your husband? Trust. Then the next one is 
agape love, that unconditional love. Agape, you know, with agape love, everything, he will say he trusts you. And you will equally say you trust him. What makes marriage strong? Agape love. Then forgiveness. I've told you about forgiveness. For a woman, honey, that's the end. For the man, you may say it three or four times. He will equally forgive her, but so don't provoke them. Let's as much as we can avoid it. Then harmony. Harmony. Harmonizing. Agreeing in everything. At times you say no. At times I say don't travel. He will go and he will come back and say, if you get it, I go with somebody hit my car. That's happened two or three times. So you always say, do I travel? <laughs> I didn't pray over that one. But if, somebody, if you have that prompting in you, tell him not to go. But it depends on how close you are. And vice versa, he can equally say, don't go. Obey. It's not always good. Then we are talking about openness. We are naked. We are not ashamed. Then spouse confidentiality. There are families where they, what they are suffering from is something that happened before each of them got married. Immediately after marriage, forget about all those things. Don't ever use it like, there must be confidentiality. If he or she swallowed his or her pride to tell you that before marriage, after marriage, let it not be mentioned again. These are part of the challenges. We have cancer in marriages. Then there must be praying together. Even if he say he's very tired, go and kneel down that place. If he's sitting down beside that chair, if he's lying down beside the bed, it has power. As he's hearing in, even in his tiredness, there's something that is radiating and is part of praying. Then we have, we've said about faithfulness is very, very important. Faithfulness, very, very important. Faithfulness, we can talk about faithfulness from now to. We shall change our family in the home. Women will use it to wear shabby. I'm not saying that a shabby is not good. I do wear, but you give it to me free. If you want me to pay, you're on your own. Mwah. Am I communicating? Uh, free, I will honor you. But if you want me to pay, I'll tell you I have that color. Because it's not in my family budget for that month. So, well, now, I've said something about value-oriented family. And it has to do with, I want to, talk some, I want to say something about dressing. There's this saying that you are addressed the way you dress, isn't it? It's very, very important for our young ones. We in the university at times will cry. You see somebody, I will call her. You don't stay in front of my lecture hall with that short thing. They know. I will slap you. But thank God in my department, just this year, something happened. And they now say, no more wearing of trousers or uh, and in descent to the faculty, I say, oh, this is a war I've been fighting for the past 10 years. 
there are things we should instill. You know, we teachers, they fear us more than their parents. I know of my grandchild, auntie say, if you don't do this assignment, don't come, don't come to school. She will be crying. That's what auntie said. Even when you tell, tell auntie that what you need, the material to do the assignment, is not available. Auntie said, I should not come to school. So it's the same thing with our students. We are their role model. What is it that you teach them as a, a mother, married woman? Because if it's this young boys and girls, I say, okay, maybe their own whip will be smaller. Because that's the more the, the much they know. How about we mothers in the university? What is your role? You will come and collect money from your student. I, was, I told somebody that this is my hand. 18 years. I've not used it to touch anything in order to change any mark. It doesn't make sense. Because you can work well by hook or crook. They will see you one day and say, Furon in Kenny. I went for visa, for my visa to a country the other day. When I got there, I saw the type of service they were giving me. I was like, hey, one. Least did I know that he's one of my students working in the embassy. So he saw me, I didn't see him. So towards the end, when everything was going sharp, sharp, I was like, hmm, God, uh, it's like you answered this, my prayer, very, very well this morning. Although he did. As I was to pick my passport and step out, somebody rushed me. Lo and behold, I've forgotten him. No, we know all the troublemakers, all the very intelligent ones, in, the noisemakers in school. That's the people that are prone to know you. Say, Auntie, you taught me statistics this year. This I say, do you work? I say, yes. That when I was coming, he saw me and he ordered the people to go and give me soft landing. So that's what it is. If I, he even told me that if it were this person, so is that a good testimony? If it were this person, so these are some of the values we need to uphold. So even in marriages, hmm, please don't shortchange your husband. There are some that will, that's a good friend of mine, a professor's wife, who are the same population in the house, the same everything. Who will buy like crayfish bag, who will share, who will get this thing, who will share, this thing, who will share. Hey, after one month, come on, going to say then, you're a bad manager. What happens? So that I have a strong room. We have a general store, I have a strong room. In the strong room, I'm the only one that goes there, daddy knows. The general one is where I bring out something from there, you collect. But the strong room, I'm the one. So that when it's finishing, I will know and I will readjust. Not feeding everybody in the boys' quarter when my salary is still the same. So these are how you can manage your home. You don't leave them to go to the uh, bag of crayfish, pack it the way. Most of the time, they will pack it, they won't even use it. They will use all of it, and they will leave it here. They don't know how much it costs. They will do this, and so we need to be good managers. These are some of the values, and it helps the family. It helps if my first daughter that has about six children, and the other day he called me. My husband said, I'm not doing like you. I said, eh, what did I do? He said, I'm very meticulous that she's onyaosa. Anything goes, but that's of late. She has started behaving like the mother. Even the husband, am I communicating? He's telling her that she should behave, she should start behaving like me. She refused. Maybe something happened and the man said, hey, in a mess, come on, but I like it. 
what am I trying to say? You be prudent. When you want to give, you give. But be a good manager. Know when something is not in the house and when it is in the house. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. I will always tell people that there is no waste in my house. Daddy will say that she doesn't throw anything away. If you are a rapper, you know, if you are using rapper after some time, it will start, uh, start giving away from the center. Cut it and change the head. There are people you can give it to. That's entrepreneurship. That's home management. There are people you can give it to. Am I communicating? If my slippers pulls, I have this, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, cobra machine. As that. You say, why not go and rest? Say, I'm not resting. I'll do it. I won't give them my 15 naira. When I can use this needle and do it. It's home management. Even my children, <laughs> eh? I have a bottle of a stick. At times I'll go and get their shoe and start doing it. Hey, rest now. Why should you rest? It's part of the joke. Yeah, they are learning from you. Am I communicating? I have a factory where 100 cartons of soap is being made every day. I did not learn how to make that soap. I goggled it. I tried it so many times until I perfected it. These are all entrepreneurship. Eh? You can do, I, uh, make bread. Make bread for my family. Do you know how much you will save? If you get a painter of fluff, it's 800 naira now. You get about six big loaves of bread. And each of those loaves of bread at least are the cheapest. And the quality goes for 300 naira. So three times six. And it will serve us for two weeks, or if not more than that. These are all home management. You don't need an oven. You can improvise an oven as women. Am I communicating? I don't buy liquid soap. I make it for five years now. Detoralizer. I did not read chemistry, but I can titrate and get this. What am I saying? I want the family to live above uh, equal. Am I communicating? Then what a marriage is not. I want to tell you what a marriage is not. A place of quarrel, fighting, misunderstanding. Women, be always ready to say, I'm sorry. Thank you. It's very important. Daddy went somewhere on Friday and he bought me something. I was like, hey, this love is too much. He now said, is that thank you? But it's thank you in another way. But see, I didn't, I was surprised. I said, is that a thank you? Say, please, uh, sorry. When I say this love is too much, it's another way of appreciating you. So we should, don't use that one. No. Uh, I didn't, I was thinking of something. But we should be appreciative. Hmm? Then, a marriage is a place where, like I said, a place where you appreciate somebody, not for fighting, not for quarreling. It's a place of love, peace and understanding. Eh? Love, peace, and understanding. Marriage is not a place where husband and wife exchange words before your children. That in Ajokakwao is a taboo. Am I communicating? It's not good. I've been in a family where the small boy say, stop talking to my mother that way. If not, I will slap you. This boy is talking to the dad. He's seven years old. If you talk to my mom, that that too, I will slap you. But it's not a good thing. For whatever led to that saying, before that seven-year-old boy. So by the time he's like this guy, 
He'll be able to stage the dad. And he caused it. You don't talk to his mother before him anyhow. There's time for to ease out. I call it easing out. You release. He will release. Then you settle it and you continue. It's part of life. If not, it will be boring. Yeah, it's not bed of roses. Then, then marriage is a place of communion. I say it's not a place of husband to exchange words with the wife before the children, but a place of communion, prayer and Bible reading. It's not a place where lies are told and secret kept without apology. Don't tell lies. Secret, you will keep it. Rather, you tell your mother. Eh? It's not done. Let it be a place of nakedness like we've read in the Bible telling the truth and not a bad truth. In our family, one thing that we stand for is the truth. Truth. It's very painful, but it helps. I went to suspension in my university because I said the truth. I was the HOD, something happened. I was not around. I traveled abroad. Somebody acted for me and it happened. But I will take the responsibility because I appointed the person to act for me. So when I came back, they were expecting me to go and say, oh, this is how it happened. But to the glory of God, I was let after the whole embarrassment exonerated. So by saying the truth. That's on the bitter side. I've gotten a a World Bank project for equally saying the truth. So you don't say, you don't start telling lies because you, you will suffer. Most of the time it pays. When the project came, I didn't know about it. We went to Abuja for something. And they were saying that you've, you got the award. They say, which award is it? That all through the project, people, because you'll be flown in and out, they'll send you a ticket and every other thing. People will go and collect their ticket in the airport to Rania. They will come to, with autostar and bring fake boarding pass. But not okay. The Ibu man is very, whatever we think we are doing, they started it before us. So they have a way of tracking it. They will call for the manifest and check. They were just keeping quiet. So at the end of the project, we went for a rollout meeting. And it was now discovered that who were two, one woman from Southwest and I from Southeast, that for the lifespan of the project did not forge any of the receipts, even airport taxi. And we were given a bigger job that is ongoing now. So most of the time saying the truth is okay. You will imagine if you die, you die for Christ. If you are living, live for Christ. Am I communicating? So these are some of the challenges that we face as in marriages and even as intending young boys and girls. Because you may be eyeing somebody. Don't sleep with that person until after marriage. I'm saying it. And you will see what God will do in their family. It will open the windows of blessing. You will not believe what will be happening to you. People will be thinking of no job, no job. You will be jumping from one job to the other, like I am doing. Because I have a lot of, even national something I'm anchoring, just for saying the truth. They will always say, boy, Alpha, 
a way. In my department last week, we are preparing for accreditation. I went there, I told the HOD, if you people do that, you are funny thing, I will tell the NUC people. They were like, I can tell the VCO before they come. Let's put our house in order. We should try it. They've been calling me. No, but it's true. I won't, I won't come out and answer what I'm not. If I'm not it, I'm not it, period. If I'm it, because that's another way of teaching unbelievers that speaking the truth pays. They know that, uh, hmm, hey, let them come. So uh, they are walking. Doc, just don't do it in my department. If it works in the other one here. If they ask me, I will just be praying. Let them not ask me. If they call me and say anything, so we are talking about truth. And let you be known for that. Am I communicating? It pains, but you will not understand. If I'm walking across, I don't care. No, now I will say you said it. I was there. So if you are not sure, you are not there. So what am I trying to say? It's all what we carry in marriages. And our younger ones, they are looking at us. If you are fighting, you are on your own. If you are telling lies, you are on your own. I will never tell lies. In my house, we have allergy for telling lies. We call it even the small girl. No women, mommy. Say, wait me, I didn't ask so. So that you know you will ask, so that he doesn't forget. Because of my kin. So, let us always stand for the truth. It makes your work of evangelism easier for you. People will always say, where do you worship? Where do you worship? I traveled somewhere and at the entry point of the country, they refused to search me. They said, go this way. The other doctor went with the whisk high away. And I was standing. They said, what are you doing? I said, I'm waiting for her. Then I said, do you know that if she's in trouble, you're in trouble? Tell her that I'm not in trouble and I don't believe she will be in trouble. Is it because we allowed you to go? Because you're a reverend sister. Okay, more down. So, as children of God, there are something we carry. Hmm? There is something we carry. It's not about not wearing earrings, no. When you see a child of God, you see him. He radiates it. Am I communicating? He radiates it. Stand for the truth. Let my whole university know that she will always say the truth. What's going on now? What else do I want? They can hold their professor. But if they give me fake one, I will not accept. So, in conclusion, my charge to the individual families are, we are the problem of the church. We are the problem of Nigeria. Because this church is made up of our families, husband, wife, and children. Why should families and marriages allow fornication and adultery? It's not good. It's unheard of. Why should not the father and mother and children speak out? Even if you are going on suspension, don't mind them. When they call you back, they will pay you your arrears. They, they saved it for you. What are the wives of the pastors and leaders, all of us in the church, what are we doing? We can affect our generation. We can. We can affect our generation. We must. What are the children born in this Christian soul doing? You and I. Mommy and Daddy, they are not here, but you are representing them. Are you representing them very well? Will you tell me like somebody in this that now, after a trust and you, and you, and you, 
my mother saw it. She didn't say because her mother is not well informed. She's ignorant. Tell your mother that that your auntie said that she's not doing well. Don't wear it to my class. If you come, go and, go and stand outside. It's a taboo. It's in the Bible. She even quoted where it is in the Bible. But that's, is it all you have? So if I change your wardrobe, you stop wearing it. So what am I trying to say? We should be light. We should be light. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. That people will, that will shine and people will see us and glorify God. What are you? What am I? I'm equally speaking to myself. I'm not a saint. There are areas where I can rattle up. I can rattle. We are laughing. There are areas where I have my own deficiency. But what are we saying? Let's look unto God as families, mothers, children, our daddies. You are the head. Oh, don't mind me. I say we think faster than you people. But there are other things you do better than us. So what are we doing? What will we be remembered for? What will we be remembered for? We must all wake up and stand for God in righteousness. We must all wake up and stand for God in righteousness. We must all wake up and stand for God in righteousness. In this church, in your clusters, your business area, among in your neighborhood, there was one time we went for an evangelism. And we were knocking at one door. I said, They don't like hearing God. He said, when they see me, they will first of all know why I'm there before we talk God. So eventually, one day, the security man came. I told him that I want to see the. Say, who are you? He said, There are somebody wants to see her. I declare that she has no name. When she came out, she was my student. And I told her, oh, why is it that you put on a DNA can't I want to see. I say it's not around. I entered the house. If I had walked by sight, when I was told, don't knock there, had I chuck anything, God, or track, I wouldn't have. But I thank God to the glory of his name. At least the woman is coming out now. At least permission has been given from the husband that he can go. And say, very soon you will join us. How you will do it is about prayer. So let us pray. I want us, I want to do a call. This call is on mothers. Every mother in this very hall, stand up. Let us appreciate God for our motherhood. Let us appreciate God for our marriages. Even if there is any challenge this day, it's all over. All the mothers. Anybody that has ever carried a baby. Or is about to. So I want us all to. Just open your mouth and tell God one thing that has struck you today. From this very word that we share. That may be a hindrance. Or that you think you are not doing well in that area. I have my own. I will talk to God. Tell God and promise him that as you get back today. That your husband will say, ah. Promise God that one. 
promise him to Father in the name of Jesus and presenting all my sisters and myself before you. Lord, in any way we have heard, in any way we have heard, knowing the unknowing, we look for forgiveness. So, by this, I want to make another call. If you are a woman, a man, a young girl, a young boy in this hall, and you believe in one way or the other, all what I have listed or cataloged, one way or the other affects you, and you want a change in your mindset towards those things or in your marriage, I would like you to stand up. The young ones, if you are into some funny things that are not of God, is it in lie, lying to your parents, even spouses, telling lies to the other? Anywhere you feel you need a prayer, I would love you to stand up. Stand up. Let us talk to God. If you know that your heart is not at peace, you feel like standing up, you are ashamed. You cannot be ashamed before God. We are, no, we are nothing to compare to the promises God has for you. Stand up. That altar call was for those whose lives are astray, not in keeping with God's words, secret things, funny things, lifestyle that is not of God. And you have willingly, without force, answered that call. And the Bible says, if the Son of Man shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. And if anyone will receive him, he will make him a child of his and send his power to you. Could you kindly kneel where you are standing, just by the railing, and speak to God, and tell him you are sorry for your past life. You are sorry for the way you have lived. You are sorry for actions, whether known to others or not. He will forgive you. You are saying with the whole of your heart, and you are asking him to forgive you. You can kneel where you are, and as you do so, from the depth of your heart, if you believe with your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. The burden will be gone and he will transfer that load out of your life. He will give you rest. He will give you a focus. Can you repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you. You died on the cross for my life. Even my lifestyle. While I was still in sin, you shed your blood for me. Today, I come to you willingly, consciously, with the whole of my being. I surrender my life. I surrender my past life, and I'm sorry for them. I repent of them. I turn away from them, and I turn back to you. Come into my life. Forgive me. Cleanse me of my past. Cleanse me of my sin. Give me the power to be your child. To please you. To live righteously and godly in this present life. And to say no to sin, to worldliness, and to every ungodliness. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, as many as receive you, you give them the power to be your children who were born not of flesh, not of blood, not of the will of man, but by your power. Lord, you make a change in our lives that no man understands with the naked eye. But there is a change that you make, and the old things pass away, and all things become new. And you deposit your Holy Spirit in our lives as a mark that the new beginning has come. Lord, may the old pass away in these lives in Jesus' name. May all things become new in the name of Jesus. The guilt, the lifestyle, Lord, up until now, the mindset. Every one of them that have not been in line with you, Father, we ask that you forgive and that you cleanse in the name of Jesus. Make them new and write their names in the book of life and give them a penchant, a hunger for righteousness that they will test after godliness and they will be marked as being with you from today in the name of Jesus. Let the joy that passes all understanding and the peace you grant to every heart that returns to you in repentance. Be theirs from today onwards to the glory of your name and may their lives be a joy to heaven. Be a delight on earth and be one that will be relevant even in the remaining period of their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We're still praying with our heads bowed. Can you thank God? The Bible says, if anyone finds a wife, him to whom a wife, him to whom a husband is revealed, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You who have found a husband a wife, ask God that his favor will remain with you as you shed habits that are not in keeping with him and with the standard of godly, monogamous, Christian marriage, irrespective of the perversions. Ask him, Lord, I want your word. You say today is a day we'll call on you and he will answer and he will do those things which we've been longing for. Father, I want your favor to follow and overtake me in the family life, as a husband, as a wife, as a child. Those of you who are believing God for life partnership, have you given your life to Christ? If you have, Ask him, Father, reveal my life partner to me. He can show you the person. You don't need to mess around. You don't need to be in illicit relationships. You don't need to get into sex. You don't need to belt yourself in different ways. You don't even need the other habits that are all in perversion now. Tell him, Father, I want you to show me who you are leading me to. According to your leading, I want to receive your favor, and you will take me through the rest of the way. May that day, even that which the Lord leaves you with today, in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you for those who are searching young, even if they intend to marry in the next few years, if Jesus has not come by then, Lord, lead them aright in Jesus' name. Make them sincere. Make them open. Make them transparent. Lead them not just of their own, Lord, because on their own they will make mistakes. But if they are guided of you, you will point them to the person you have meant for them, and they will obtain favor from you. Lord, Give them that testimony in the name of Jesus. Those who are in a relationship and they are already messing up and they have already gone the wrong way. They've put the cart before the horse already. They've begun to live as those who are married even when they are not yet legally so. And Father, they have begun to attract their cause 
instead of your blessing. Father, today forgive them. As they return to you in total repentance, heal their lives. Heal their relationship. And those that are of you, lead them on to righteous courtship and godly marriage in the name of Jesus. Those that are not of you, show that clearly to them. And may they not enter into a relationship that will mar their life, mar their ministry, and mar their relevance in the name of Jesus Christ. Make our homes. For those who are married, who are in regular relationship, Lord, may we find the favor and the oil of marriage afresh in the name of Jesus. May this not just be things that we know by heart. May we not copy the world now. May the world not set the stage with all the perversions. Keep us, Lord, sincere truthful, faithful, trustworthy, and Lord, may we attract your blessings and impact the lives of our family and those around us according to your mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Give us harmony in our homes. Give us understanding between wives and husbands, fathers and mothers, Lord, even with our children, those who are otherwise wayward, those who are otherwise stubborn, those who are otherwise derailed, Lord, today, as we take on this subject, we ask you to have mercy and whip them into line. Let a spirit of renewal, repentance, forgiveness, and total work in your will come into their lives today in the name of Jesus. Near or far, give us this favor and make our marriages and our homes a place of honor, worship to you. Glory to you. Make us enjoy them and not endure them. And let your wholesomeness remain upon us. But Lord, we'll still maintain your godliness. We'll still maintain your pattern in this perverse and crooked generation. And shine as a light and be instruments of grace. All to your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. 